Life can be stressful, even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research and can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Go to headspace.com slash C-suite for a free one-month trial. Headspace.com slash C-suite. Welcome to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we educate and inspire people to live fuller lives through mindful practices. Let's get started with your host, New York Times contributor, leadership advisor, sought-after keynote speaker, the author of the Amazon hot new release, Everyday Mindfulness from Chaos to Calm in a Crazy World. She's smart, strong, sassy, and a trendsetter in the field of mindful leadership. Your host, Holly Duckworth. Life can be stressful, even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research and can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Go to headspace.com slash C-suite for a free one-month trial. Headspace.com slash C-suite. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Everyday Mindfulness Show. And today we are going to have an amazing conversation with Yuha Riverhill from Finland. As you guys know, this show is global and we love to expand the conversation in mindfulness. Yuha's book is called The Golden Book of Humanity. And I just think it's so fun because in Finland, they don't even have those little golden books. And yet this is such a great golden book to add to your library. It says, our world is going through great changes. And as human beings, we are in a place of constant change. This book will help you cope with these changes, tackle challenges into your daily life, and expand your spiritual path. The book contains spiritual exercises that bring you back to the now moment, loving words from the Ascended Masters on unconditional love. Hey there. The holidays are here, so it's good to know Fred Meyer can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites. Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham, ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Fred Meyer has got you covered. So order for free pickup at fredmeyer.com or the app, and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. So on today's show, Yuha's going to share with us thoughts and ideas on why, how to expand your own self of unconditional love. Welcome to the show, Yuha. Thank you so much, Holly. I'm, I'm pleased and I'm, I'm humbled to be here. Thank you. Well, I'm so excited we get to connect and, and have this conversation because we always start with the question, what is mindfulness? And you're, you're bringing in this beautiful voice from Finland Tell us, what does mindfulness mean to you? Well, obviously it means me um, being conscious, being aware of what I'm talking, what I'm um, thinking, and uh, how am I creating my life, how I'm creating my um, family's life, how I'm speaking to everybody else, and I, how I'm speaking to myself. That's, I think it's about being conscious about my own creation. Well, I absolutely love that. We're 
well over 125 shows now. And when we were doing those early shows, we'd ask this question, what does mindfulness mean? And we'd get a lot of differing opinions. And it's exciting now, this, this idea of mindfulness keeps coming back to that, that word awareness, awareness of the present moment. And it was such a gift to get your book and have the opportunity to, to read it and be in it and explore how mindfulness transcends geography and can become a tool to expand us personally and professionally. So I'm curious, what inspired you to write this book? Well, uh, at the moment when I started to write it or before that, I had uh, the worst moment in, in my life. I had just divorced and uh, I was going through with many emotions. And uh, obviously before that, I had got enlightenment in spiritual way. And this uh, really, this uh, internet or what, how you would call it, this happened to me, this divorce and it really changed my life and and the happiness that i was feeling earlier before that it was it was so overwhelming and then this overwhelming you know emotional uh happening happened to me and um, i wasn't ready for divorcing i wasn't ready for that but then uh, for somewhat uh, life put me in the position that i need to do it and uh, I was one day sitting on my couch and I was feeling really bad and I was thinking that what will I do now with my life because I was working hard and having having children's hobbies and children, children education they're going on all the time and then uh, my uh, guide who is called Cecilia she whispered me that why don't you write a book and I was in a state that I didn't want to hear that. I said, what? You're really saying that? I'm having worst time of my life and you're expecting me to write a book. Piece off, I said. And I don't want to say now what I did, but I was showing my finger to them and then and to my guides and, and divine as well. And then I was, uh, one day, I didn't say them anything. I was just that leave me alone i don't want to hear this and then my ego bent the knee um, humbled a little, little bit and i said them okay where do i start <laughs> i was a little bit angry still and then i went to my computer uh, computer and i started to write it and um, i think i had been in a, like a piece of coal and when i started to write that book that consciousness that information that i put in a book it was like i was like in a total heat that this piece of coal became the diamond and in the worst time of my life and then i was one some days i was writing about eight hours without having any any other i wasn't hungry i was just writing and writing and all that that i had learned that i channeled from uh, divine came to the pages of my book and so it was like a like in a volcano you know writing and writing and forgetting my own personal um, misfortunes there <laughs> well i really love your vulnerability there you have because i really want listeners on the show 
to know that this isn't a show about everything's perfect and wonderful all the time. And, and we live in this interesting place right now where we have our Facebook lives and our social media lives. And sometimes people get caught up in the, oh, it's also perfect. It's also, also perfect. And this show gives us an opportunity to reflect on sometimes those unfortunate experiences of life when we become mindful and fully present to them can invite us to a greater sense of ourself. And I think that that's part of your story that you've been able to to take these bumps in the road you know many you know more than 50% of the population now is is divorced you know we can stay in that story of the divorce or stay open open to the possibilities and i love how you talk about cecilia and your guys we've we've talked many times before that um, talk to us if people are listening to the show and are kind of new to that concept how did you come come to to this understanding of, of your guides and spirit and the divine and, and all of that that makes you ha you ha <laughs> well that is a good question uh, i was a kid and i slowly started to see some uh, some visions and i saw some really bad stuff as well and in the beginning, I, I just thought that everybody would see them. Everybody would see some spirits or some bad energies. And I noticed that they didn't. So then I wind myself up and I never spoke to anybody. I just continued my life. And I was, all my childhood, childhood I was bullied, was being bullied. And that uh, really somehow made my life change. And obviously, I have to turn internal ways. I didn't. I. I wasn't. I. I am really outgoing guy. I'm external as well. But then, in those years between when I was, let's say, eight years old to to fifteen or something, during the school time, I was really uh, isolated into myself, and I didn't have uh, too many friends, and it was difficult time. And then. Um, Slowly after that, I started to read spiritual books because I was interested in that. I was interested because I had felt the the presence of God some time of my life. The divine uh, approached me in many ways. And then you have to understand that it's, um, it's not only that I was isolated from my friends or from the life in general. No, no, no. Of course, I was living in a life and but then uh, my my guide Cecilia started to talk with me, and actually my uncle showed me that I have a guide here, and and he saw the woman figure like hair like you have, and and in that moment I saw the figure of my my guide Cecilia. I was about seventeen or something, and then slowly I started to want to have a connection with my my guides and not only with Cecilia, but others as well. And then I continued that and I said to Divine that, help me to find a way to talk and communicate telepathically with my guides. And I said to my guides, find a way <laughs> that I can get connected to you. And they found a way. They knocked me here on the shoulder. They knocked to my right shoulder if they want to talk with me. So. That's how it started. And firstly, as everybody, one of us, I didn't believe that. I didn't believe that my guide was knocking on my shoulder and saying that I want to speak with you. And then what happened is that I was 
it took me about five years. And I was in uh, Paris. I went uh, myself. I was alone in Paris and I went to Sacre-Cœur churchyard there. It's in a hill. It's a kind of a white church or temple in a, in a hill. I don't know the area exactly, but I was sitting there for two hours with, with the vibrations that there was and talking with Cecilia. That's how it started. That's how I got, um, uh, let's say, ability to communicate with my guides and also with other beings of light. And I met so many archangels like Michael and, and Faith and also some higher, higher um, angel called Claire. And she's also the saint of Irish national spirit. I've met so many spiritual beings after that. And during those years, I met also some um, telepathically, of course, not in a person, but um, I met some uh, ascended masters like uh, Master R, who was usually, it was, he was, he was called um, the Count of Saint Chairman, but uh, nowadays he's only R. <laughs> Master R. So this kind of thing started to happen and and slowly I started to understand that I have a gift. I have something because in early ages I didn't feel that I had any gifts. I didn't have any. And I felt that I'm isolated like that from the world that I'm not good at anything. And then slowly I started to uh, work with more with my past lives and I got more information and more all the time. I was reading a lot of books. And then what happened is that um, I, uh, I set the goal that I want to be a spiritual teacher. And that's how it started. And all the things start to flow. And I went to a spiritual exhibition after my, my enlightenment. And um, my guide said to me that, go on. And, guide people and I said how can I do that I don't know anything and they said they just pushed me there to go and I started that and now we are here <laughs> and I've been yeah. working many years like this. yeah I love I love where you're where you're going with this and I, I want to think about it in terms of, of how your story inspires others and what I love about both of these stories is the experience happened to you, the divorce happened, the, the unfortunate things in your childhood happened. And, and you, you had the authenticity to kind of say no at first. No, no, the divorce, I mean, the divorce was unfortunate, the, the childhood, like you, you felt into it. But then you used that no to become curious and to be willing to discover. And I, and I love when you talk about Cecilia, that at first you're like, oh, you know, I, I don't know about this guide thing, but yet you started listening and asking questions and listening and asking questions and that process revealed your gifts so i want the listeners to think about that in your own life well i uh, there's a line what you resist persists what's something maybe in your life right now that you're you're resisting and saying no to like yuha did and yet this fall season gives you the opportunity to sort of lean in with curiosity and discovery and see how that which you resist might actually become a 
guide to a greater gift. Now, this may not be a guide like like a voice, like like Yuhoff he feels or experiences, but there are many ways that energy of mindfulness may come to you, whether it's through a a telepathic being or somebody walking into your office and and having coffee with you, that we are obligated at this time as mindful leaders, as mindful people to use these notes to step us into curiosity and discovery, to say yes to our gifts on the other side. So you all, with every show, we always ask our listeners right before the break to help us with the question that guide, guided them on your, uh, that guided you on your path. And, and I loved your question. And it's, you know, where do I start? Sometimes in this mindfulness thing, we get so overwhelmed. Sometimes in these no's and these places of resistance, we get overwhelmed. But I loved your question, where do I start and help me find a way? Um, beyond those questions, is there another question that we can leave with our listeners as we take a short break? Do you have another question maybe we can add? Yeah, how to start and um, how to do it in everyday life. It's a wonderful question. I think it's, I love it. I think we, that's, that's the good one. Where do I start? We'll be right back after a short break. The Everyday Mindfulness Show is brought to you by Leadership Solutions International. Are you hosting an upcoming conference or convention? Or looking for a speaker to provide inspiration and motivation? Would you like your audiences to know what you know as a listener of the Everyday Mindfulness Show? Check out Leadership Solutions International for more on mindful leadership keynote offerings, on-site mindfulness information centers, and trainings. So you are listening to the Everyday Mindfulness Show with Yuha Riverhill, the author of The Golden Book of Humanity. And Yuha, this book really opened my heart to unconditional love, new experiences. I mean, every page I have highlighted, I have a note. Um, and I really wanted to focus in on this, this chapter for the will and the truth of love in everyday life. It's really easy for us I kind of joke, we live in a hallmark society, you know, send the card for the condolences, send the card for the funeral, send the card for the birthday. Oh, I love you. Oh, I love you. I love you. But there's something so much deeper and richer about unconditional love. Share with us your experience of that. Well, um, I wasn't aware of unconditional love, really. I was aware of spirit and I was aware of uh, spiritual energy and and for a long time, I only believed that there's only energy. And uh, well, I'm from Christian family. So in the beginning, usually you start to think there's a Holy Spirit or there is a, a God somewhere. But then a few years in my life, I was thinking that there's only energy. And then finally, I, uh, I met one good teacher for me. He was a Finnish spiritual teacher and he showed me and everybody else who was who went to his courses, he showed us a wonderful way to unconditional love. And I have to say that this love that is uh, pure, um, unconditional, and doesn't judge, doesn't make any judgments, just helping us, and this love and light we always talk about, 
And we can also say that it's called unconditional love. And I wanted to connect with this love because this love, I have to say, it opened my heart, it changed my life, changed my thinking. I uh, started to lower my thinking from my head to my heart. And when I lower my thinking from my head to heart, then I start to live in full. And that is some way or somewhat it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Obviously, I have three kids. It's most wonderful to have a, three kids and be part of their birth and, and their life and all that. But it, the, the unconditional love really fulfilled me, fulfilled my love, uh, my um, aching heart that was only hunger for love and not love from uh, some other person perhaps in this stage of my life i was really um, humble i was really willing to learn and take and fill up fill up my uh, temple of my heart with love and light and while i was filling it up i was obviously reading a lot of books about that i was reading and i was receiving and best thing what you can do is to get connected with with love is to receive sit down close your eyes gently and say it's just in your consciously in your mind that i am love i'm in my heart and i'm listening and i'm receiving and i receive love happiness all the positive things from the life all the prosperity, um, honoring, respect, and all that. And I was only receiving and receiving and receiving. Before that, my life was like hell because I was in trouble all the time with other people or my schoolmates or whatever. But then after that, I fulfilled my heart and then I started to send love. So there was like breathing in and out. Breathing in unconditional love and sending out perfectly unconditional love. <laughs> this is such a, a beautiful section in, in the book. Um, I, love, I love that I have pondered and practiced various ways of accepting love and abundance, both physical and spiritual. And that's why every time I get to talk to you, I, I get more inspired. And I want to invite our listeners to those two words, pondered and practiced. Because as it says a few paragraphs later, it says, the ego is forgetful. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and, and in, our, in our humanness, we can often forget about that deeper essence of self-love and i like to help people apply mindfulness in their in their daily life this is could be a practice what you had just had there i am love i am in my heart i am receiving could become a beautiful mantra to open yourself up throughout the day and, oh holly i don't have time i am love i am in my heart I am receiving. You do it when you're driving from work to the soccer game. You're, you're maybe saying that to yourself as you're walking between meetings as a way to remember, as, as you had just said, we don't just breathe in. You know, we have to breathe in 
and breathe out. And I think especially, you know, as this book is coming out at the holidays, this is a time to remember that humanness of the giving and the receiving. So often we put so much focus, especially in, in these end of end of the year months, I got to give a gift. I got to give my time. I got to give all of these things. You don't always have to be giving. In fact, sometimes the gift is in that receiving and in being in that place of heart. So what are some other practices you have that we should try from the golden book of humanity? Is there yeah. another practice we should try? Yeah, I think uh, that uh, it's not only about that you rise up your energies, your vibration with that practice or getting connected with uh, divine energy. That is not the only thing you need to do. There's also two other things I would like to point out is that uh, when you are sending love, who do you send it to? And people around you, uh, other kingdoms of creation, animals, plants, rocks, and uh, obviously to angels and the death souls and other souls in the a, in a universe. You should send that out and receive love from everybody, but then also after that it's important to make grounding and i know that there's so many practices about grounding and um, grounding exercise usually is too light because these days if you are really practicing being in a heart being conscious and all that being mindful in every day and like you said you can go in the between the meetings or you can while you're walking into work or you are riding in the work or you're driving in the work you can say in your mind all the time like a little mantra that i'm love i'm in my heart and i'm listening i'm present here and now but then this grounding it's really important because nowadays especially as you said we are busy 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 going from place to place from work, in the work and then afterwards to shop and shopping food and coming home and bringing kids from the daycare or school or whatever. We are so busy. So I think that the practices should be short. Five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the evening, that's enough. And then in a, during the daytime, you can say this little mantra in your head to, and keep yourself conscious keeping yourself mindful and then grounding is quite easy but people usually go only to walk walk in the forest or walk in the by the lake or something but what you could do you just with your mind think about that you send love to mother earth and ask mother earth to bring up her energies into our body and to our lower chakras and all the physical bodies and ground us and receive that love and happiness and good feeling and grounding from the mother earth and those thing, three things are really simple and many people only think that uh, spiritual practices should be or meditation should be half an hour or one hour or two hours i think in this world it's it's impossible for us to do that and i always make difference between spiritual practice and meditation 
because meditation is only reflecting, receiving, and being in a moment, and 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 receiving love, receiving new information, and be, and letting your body rest and relax. But spiritual practice is always something that you want to do if you want to get forward in your spiritual path. You need to do something. It's not only that we are being present, but being also practicing it. And what does mean, uh, what, uh, what part in us needs practice, spiritual practice? It's a mind that is like a roller coaster sometimes. It's monkey mind. That's what in us needs it, not our higher self or our soul. The, the ego needs to be teased how to be in love. And that is, I always say to people who comes to my consultation and seeks uh, information and guidance from me, I say, first, fix your head, fix your consciousness, fix yourself and, and, and try to know and find out who you really are as a person first. And then you can start to do spiritual practices and go forward in your spiritual life. Because without knowing who you are as a person and heal that wounds and, and all the old belief systems, then you can go forward. And then you can really be mindful and rise up your level of spirituality. Well, Yuha, we're so grateful that you've been willing to come on the show, share with us a little bit of your path and recognize and remind us that, you know, sometimes life has bumps along the road and yet we can really sit in that, rise above that and use that to continue to articulate our gifts into the world. I really want to invite people to get uh, the Golden Book of Humanity. We're going to go ahead and put a link to that on the show. Yuha, is there any last minute thoughts before we let you get back to your day? Well, for, first of all, I'm really um, happy to be here and happy to, to talk with you. It's always fun because we have a good connection and we know that where the spirituality and our life should be heading to, you know. <laughs> we both know that and feel that the mind being mindful is not only it's not only the, the word of it, not the word mindfulness. And everybody follows that and go to practices, but it's also something more. It's more deeper if you want it to be. It can be so deep that um, you find and the way to your self-realization and the self-realization here is the key then and what do we need to, for finding our self-realization you mentioned two words from the book that I can say is that what is the will of unconditional love and do we want to follow that and do we always want to seek the truth because in all the yoga and mindfulness and all the practices you can use here in the world, they usually forget this, that why are we doing this? Are we doing this that um, we only get good feeling into our body, but also can we change our life? And then we need to do something. We need to change our mindset and say that I want to find the truth. 
the ultimate truth and nothing else can matter. But the well, only that, if you want to go deeper, you know. <laughs> with that, if you want to go deeper, we're going to include Yuha um, River Hills contact information in the show. And we're just going to remind you to breathe in that unconditional love, follow the path of unconditional love, and remember, mindful matters, and so do you. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more mindfulness every day, visit everydaymindfulnessshow.com and download the three-day challenge and experience the ABCs of mindfulness. Mm-hmm.